So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be all about talent. And it's gonna be about the little book of talent, as far as I remember. And yeah, it's hopefully gonna be a cool one. It's hopefully gonna be um, a pretty interesting episode because the last one was pretty cool. So, this is the second one. If you wanna check out the first one, and please do so, it's, I think, pretty cool. I think it's been a pretty cool episode and also a relatively valuable episode, I consider, and I would say, and I would suggest. And yeah, therefore, we're just gonna go ahead after the intro, as always. With the intro being played. And with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. I'm pretty happy to be here, as always, and we're going to see. And now we're going to see what this episode is going to give us, what this episode is going to be all about. And yes, you're probably going to see me, and now you see the book. And it is also just, it's a little bit too, a little bit too big. Let's do it like this. So yesterday we stopped with tip 18 out of 52 as far as I remember. Therefore, we're going to go ahead with tip 19. Don't do drills. Instead, play smaller. Oh, we also had that one. Ah, because I've also wondered, like, why did I stop at tip 18? Like, why didn't I just stop at tip 20? But I've actually stopped at twit, uh, at twit, at tip 20. It's really, like, not that easy to say. But yeah. Tip 21. Think in images. Create a vivid image for each chunk you want to learn, which I think is a very good one. And uh, when I'm trying to memorize something and when I'm trying to learn something that I'm also trying to do so, even though, of course, um, the problem behind the whole book is I think that you could say and you could argue that why should I memorize things? Why should I learn things that I just don't need? Because all the things that I need, I'm just gonna remember anyway and I'm gonna memorize anyway so what's the point of that and I gotta have to say like yeah you're pretty right but the thing is sometimes we have to learn things it's often for school and and I don't know like just making a game out of it and making it just a little bit fun and just seeing how you can progress in that space I think is pretty cool and pretty interesting as well and pretty pretty valuable per se and yeah I don't know like of course I mean if there's something else you can focus on and you want to focus more on and you just feel it makes sense and it is make you it's it's making you happy then of course please do that but yeah tip 22 pay attention immediately after you make a mistake a vital instant point 25 seconds after mistake is made yes maybe I don't know Tip 23. Visualize the wires of your brain forming new connections. This is actually one that was already said quite, um, but but I've actually tried it out today because I've remembered it and, and, and I don't know if it's working. Maybe it is working, maybe just thinking that it is gonna work is just letting it work quite, even though I don't know, you know? I don't know if you can just really influence such a physical activity, such a physical or, or maybe even a chemical process by thought but i don't know like there just gotta be some studies maybe maybe not probably not at least not in such such a specific way uh, tip 23 visualize the uh, the wires of your brain getting faster once again i don't know tip 25 uh, 25 shrink the space poets and writers shrink the field by using restrictive meters to force themselves into a small creative form such as with haiku and micro writing exercises. Comedy writers use the 140 character arena of Twitter as a space to hone their skills. 
What's the minimum space needed to make these reaches and reps? Question mark. Where is extra space hindering fast and easy communication? And I think it is often the case that um, too many possibilities can actually harm your productivity and harm your um, maybe also your delightfulness. You know, because as I'm thinking about it, I'm at a time quite. It depends. Working on a script, um, which is implementing all the things that I should be learning and I have to learn. And I'm not doing it in InDesign. I'm not doing it in software that gives me just such a lot of options and such a lot of freedom. I'm doing it in pages. Why I'm doing it in pages? Just because I don't have that many possibilities. And the possibilities that I'm having are easily, uh, just easily, easily influenced, easily manipulated, easily used. Quite, you know? Because, I don't know, if I want to intend something, it's, I think, a little bit faster than with InDesign. And I'm also having, like, paragraph formats and, and all those things that I just need, which just makes everything a bit faster. And, and yeah, you know, I weirdly gravitated towards it just right from the beginning on. And I thought, like, well, I'm going to do this in pages. Maybe even in Word. I think Word works really fine for something like that as well. Like... I don't know, it's, it's not going to be a typographical masterpiece, but I'm also not trying to do that. I'm trying to just make a fucking script that it is just neat, it looks good, uh, is structured, feels good, is organized, and all these things. And I just don't need that much freedom for, for doing that, I believe, at least. Of course, in some instances, it is a good thing, especially when it comes to uh, images and whatnot. But, but yeah, tip 26. Slow it down even slower than you think. When we learn how to do something new, our immediate urges to do it again faster, but do it slower. Which, uh, by the way, I, I don't know, but I feel like that it is often the case that it makes sense to um, to break your intuitivity and be like, well, no, I'm just going to do it the right opposite of it. Quite. You know, I think it's uh, it, it often makes sense. Tip 27. Close your eyes. Closing your eyes is a swift way to nudge you to the edge of your ability, to get you into your sweet spot. It sweeps away distraction and engages uh, your other senses to provide new feedback. It helps you engrave the blueprint of a, task, of a task on your brain by asking even a familiar skill seems strange and fresh. Well, I don't know in which way you can uh, tell somebody to do that or advise somebody to do that because I don't know. Like, I mean, if you're just surfing or some shit, don't close your eyes. It's dangerous, you know? <laughs> then it's just not a good thing to do and also not that of a, a smart thing to do, if you will. Tip 28. Mime it. Meme it? Mime it? Removing everything except the essential action lets you focus on what matters most. Making the right reach. I see, and I think it makes sense. Like, I think it is some sort of a part of the other thing. Like, by just uh, having a smaller space, you have to really focus on the stuff that really matters. And it's there's not really a lot of things that just don't matter. And I think it is something good everywhere. Like, what it is about learning maths. You know, just learning the right exercises, learning the right tasks. Like, if you don't need a task, why the fuck will you learn it? Unless it helps you with something else. Whether it is by understanding it and or by just doing it and just having the process and having the um, the continuity and, and all those things. But just, yeah, indeed, minimize all the things. Just don't have unnecessary bullshit because it's unnecessary bullshit. <laughs> quite, 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 quite. Uh, tip 29. When you get it right, make Mark the spot. When you have your first perfect rep, freeze. Rewind the mental tape and play the move again in your head or mind. Memorize the feeling, the rhythm, the physical and mental sensation. The point is to mark this moment. This is the spot where you want to go again and again. This is not the finish. It is the new starting line for perfecting a skill until it becomes automatic. 
And at some point, it's going to be automatic. And if you're doing just, if you're doing this specific thing really, really long, you're going to get really good. You know, you're really going to get really good. Uh, tip 30, take a nap. It helps strengthen the connections formed during practice and prepare the brain for the next session. And by the way, just sleep well. It is something that I see every single time when I just don't sleep as much as I should be sleeping. And maybe even sleep as well as I want to sleep and should be sleeping, but I can't concentrate. And I, I have seen it and I've kind of subconsciously tried it out because also with today, today I feel really unproductive because um, first of all, I've just taken one hour out of my day, I think even one and a half hours to just think about some shit, you know, something that a decision that I have to make. And it is a very, very difficult decision for me at least. And and even though like it's it's so... It's so binary, to be honest. Like, it is so, like, I see the cons, I see the pros, and, um, yeah, the thing is, and the also problem about this this thing is, it's, well, I could actually kind of uh, talk about it openly, and there's nothing to, to hide there. It is about school, and it is about me being in school or me just doing the distance learning thing. Um, so we could either be in school and learn stuff there for a specific subject, um, primarily those subjects that we are going to have our A-levels in, which is mathematics, um, graphic design theory, basically, and I'm also having German as one. So I'm having three subjects. The only subject that I really kind of considered going to, like as me present in the school, is maths. The thing is, uh, if I get ill because of some reason, I really hope that it's not going to be the case, um, I can't take my fucking A-levels. I can't just take my fucking SAT or however you want to call it. I don't know. And this is a big problem because then I have to, to wait till I think November or something, September, something like this. So actually quite some time. And it is fucked up, especially because I had or I have to do something else because in Austria we're having to do as men, uh, we have to um, do something for the civil population, if this makes sense. I don't think so, but, but you know, the thing is um, I have to, in total, drive with the train or use the train go by train to school around two hours in total it depends on which like the uh, smallest amount of time it's going to take me is i think one and a half hours there and just back home and stuff without actually the walking thing just sitting in a train and then uh, going to the destination then where i am at i also have to just take a bus so just have to go by foot and stuff so this is the biggest problem. Like, I just really want to be in school. I really want to be in school. I just miss the people so much and I miss just being in school so much. And it is the only time in school that I'm having left, basically. Um, which means, like, um, I am now in school or I am not. In terms of, like, <laughs> I'm never ever going to be in school again after this. Besides just taking my A-levels and stuff. You know, this is the only time, but it is, like, five days or some shit for five hours. So it's going to be 25 hours. Actually, more than a day. What the fuck? Um, more than a day. It's pretty interesting. More than a day of uh, exams in just five days. So we could also just do it on one day. Let's do it like this. So the problem is it is a little bit difficult because I do want to be in school. This is the essence of the whole story. I do want to be in school, but it is, I think, not the smartest thing to do. Quite. Especially also because like, if you're in school, then you're going to have two meters of just distance between you and the next person. So it is strange. I know it is strange. Because just just because I'm thinking about it, like it just uh, has to be in every single direction. So if you just sit in a row, then there has to be nobody in front of you, nobody behind you, because the rows are way too um, way too close to each other and stuff. So um, and two meters is actually quite something, to be honest. Is my tish 
my tish, yeah, my table. Is it just two meters? I don't necessarily like. I'm not even two meters. So so no. Like it is quite some space. So which is also another point. Well, anyway, tip thirty-one. To learn a new move, exaggerate it. Go too far so you can feel the outer edges of the move and then work on building the skill with precision. I see. Tip 32. Make positive reaches. Reach for what you want to accomplish, not away from what you want to avoid. I think it's just about focus, isn't it? You know, focusing on the stuff that you want to do and that you want to have instead of just um, focusing on the stuff that you do not want to have. Tip 33. To learn from a book, close the book. <laughs> Closing the book and writing a summary forces you to figure out the key points one set of reaches. Yes, indeed. It's a really good one. Process and organize those ideas so they make sense more reaches and write them on the page still more reaches along with repetition. Yes, indeed. Uh, it is something that I'm doing always. Every single time. I first of all, um, when I'm learning something, then I'm most often going to just make myself a summary. But if you do it yourself or if you make yourself a summary, then I think it is a, a very important thing to um to to yeah i think writing by hand hand can be a pretty good thing especially if you're just trying to repeat everything then i i don't know like i think i've just written down so much over and over and over again for subjects that that just about learning like art history you know i'm just having i don't know 300 pages probably in total completely written fully uh, with some notes and some stuff that I'm just trying to remember and trying to to think about and I think it's just a good way to do that especially also for the exam then or for the test then to um, to figure out if you're fast enough to figure out whether you're um, whether you know how to write all these things like there's a lot of different things of course it depends on whether you're just taking your exam on a computer or not but but I don't know but I don't know tip 34 use the sandwich technique Make the correct move, make the incorrect move, make the correct move again. The goal is to reinforce the correct move and to put a spotlight on the mistake. Which is interesting. Which is really interesting. I think it is a good thing because you're just then going to notice what the difference between those two moves are. Especially when it is about something physical. And not just shooting a ball, throwing a ball, all those things. I mean, uh, well, even though like correct and incorrect might not be that applicable to that as words. But you can throw... Uh, a ball in a perfect way or in a better way and also in a worse way, I would say. Tip 35. Use the 3 times 10 technique. Our brains make strong connections when they're stimulated 3 times with a rest period of 10 minutes between each stimulation. To learn something most effectively, practice in 3 times with 10 minute breaks between each rep. I see. I think this is a good one, even though like I'm having a real big problem with all those things. Like, I do not want to just wait 10 minutes and do nothing. Of course, in the long run, it might just be a good idea, as, as it actually is with working out as well. If you do just want to work out with high volume, you need to have relatively high rest because you're not going to be able to push through the whole workout. And um, when it is like, I don't know, one and a half hours, two hours or something, then having a little bit of more just rest time makes sense for uh, being able to go for this volume that you're trying to, to go for. Tip 36. Invent daily tests. What one, uh, what's one key element of the skill? Question mark. How can I isolate my accuracy, accuracy or reliability and measure it? How can I make it fun, quickly and repeatable so uh, I can track my progress? So what is the key element of the skill? Very important. How can I isolate my accuracy or reliability and measure it? Yeah, good thing, I guess. Even though, like, I don't know. 
I just always have to think about maths because this is what I have to learn at this point of time. And also just some other shit. But how do I just... I don't know. I, I, of course, I can make a task over and over again. But I don't really think that this is what I should be doing. Quite. And I don't really think that it is like too smart to do something over and over and over and over again. Like, of course, then afterwards you're able to do that. But I don't know. Like, it's not about doing them in, in repetition. But it's about understanding the concept and being able to flexibly... Uh, just use this concept in a different way or with a different task. Um, tip 37. To choose the best practice method, use the REPS gauche. R, uh, yeah, R for reaching and repeating. Does the practice have you operating on the edge of your ability, reaching and repeating? Engagement. Is the practice immersive? Does it command your attention? Does it use emotion to propel you forward or toward a goal? P. Purposefulness. Does the task directly connect to skill you want to build? S. Strong, speedy feedback. Does the learner receive a stream of accurate information about his performance, where he succeeded and where he made mistakes? Pay attention to the design of your practice. Small changes in the method can create large increases in learning velocity. Yeah. Which I think is just what we all want to have, isn't it? You know, because it is something exponential. And it is a cool thing because... um, if you learn something and you see that you're progressing really fast, then you're also, I think, more eager to, to learn more of it because you know it's just going to be fast and you know you're going to be good all along. Um, and so it's going to be progressively like just learning really a lot, which is cool. Pretty cool. Tip 38. Stop before you're exhausted. Fatigue slows brains. It triggers errors, lessons, lessons, concentration, oh, lessons, concentration, and leads to shortcuts that create bad habits. I've seen that as well before, but I don't know where. Tip 39. Practice immediately after performance. The mistakes are fresh in my mind. Hmm. Tip 40, and which is probably going to be the last one for today. Just before sleep, watch a mental movie. Play a movie of your idealized performance in your head. Hmm. I think it's a cool one. Just imagining myself sitting down in my A-levels and just being really happy and being really good. And just knowing that everything is going to be fine and stuff. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool thing. But yeah, I think I'm going to end the episode there. I'm pretty happy with it. I think there's a few things that, that are pretty cool, pretty important, pretty necessary, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty cool. I would say. And now I get tired once again, but I don't know why. Maybe because of uh, eating. Probably because of eating. But yeah, um, the question of today is, can you do something for somebody to really make their life better? His or her life. Yeah, with that being said, I wish you the best, helpful, happiness, and also success, and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, so basically means your legacy, basically means just being a nice person, then being remembered as a nice person, which is a good thing, you know, legacy, it's a cool thing. Three other questions that I'm having for you are, why are you here, what are you trying to change, and what is bothering you the most, these three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is cool and important and nice, and yeah, I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for the attention, the uh, time and everything. And yeah, I'll see you. I hope at least. Bye bye.